Welcome back to Beyond the Bar podcast, where we explore the lives and passions of trailblazers, entrepreneurs, and cultural icons beyond their accomplishments. And it's really to bring out humanness and kindness. I'm Denise Satova, your host. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Maya Bander. She is a dynamic force in real estate and a familiar face to many of you from the Netflix series, Selling Sunset. Now, from her roots in Israel to her bustling life in Miami, Maya's journey is actually testament of resilience. Uh, she's navigating and rising from personal setbacks, as well as a journey of ambition and a colorful world of luxury realty, of course. Maya, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad of to course. be here. Yeah, no, I, it's so it's so great to actually meet you virtually. I know we spoke uh, on the phone, and uh, you know, I, I know we have some some commonality. So um, let's start from the beginning. Um, tell me about your journey from Israel to uh, the U.S. and eventually what led you to the road mm -hmm. to real estate. Yeah, so I lived in Israel. Uh, I grew up in Israel in a beautiful city named Elat, in next to the Jordan and Egypt border. And uh, I lived in Israel until I was about 20. I met a guy. It's always a guy. I fell in love with. He was American from LA. So I left Israel to be with, with him. Um, we've been together for a couple of years. It didn't, it did not work out. You know, it's always that story. And then I was like, what am I going yeah. to do? Am I going to go back to Israel? I'm already like been in the U.S. for, I was probably already seven years in the U.S. And I loved living in L.A. So my mom told me, why don't you go get your real estate license? I was working at like five jobs at the time. I was working uh, in retail. I was in a nightclub. I was in wholesale business for clothing. So I decided to to take a chance and get and I got my real estate license. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. That was the easy part. Then I'm like, okay, because I'm, I'm the person, I, I like uh, stability. I like to know what's going on. And with real estate, it's hard. You get your license and then what? Like, it's like, when, when are you going to sell? So I had a couple of part-time jobs as I was starting uh, to get my feet into this business. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it took a while. It took a couple of years until I started having consistency with the business. But it just shows me because I was in such a sad scene of my life after this breakup and I was devastated. And I'm like, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And it just shows you not everything happens for a reason, a reason, but a lot of the times things happen the way they should be. At least in that yeah. case, uh, that was my reason to get my license and obviously fears later selling sunset. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a minute, um, because I know our audience is eager to find out, you know, what, what's the myth and what's the reality? Well, first, how did you get into that role? Um, and, you know, was there anything, I don't know if life changing, but has that made an impact on you personally getting on that show so selling sunset i was already a licensed agent with jason i was with a different company before he recruited me he opened his business and i joined i was the first girl actually uh to join the the open group 
And then after that, the other girls came, Christine, Mary, Heather, they all joined. So we were all already in, in the doing real estate. And um, Jason did the billboard. He, took a, he basically took a team photo, posted on a billboard on Sunset, which is a main street in LA. And the producer drove by and pitched Jason the TV show. And that's how basically wow. everything started with Selling Sunset. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like we were actresses, like we were all real estate agents. That is amazing. So you just kind of like fell into it. How has that impacted your real estate business? So, you know, real estate is a tough business. It's not as easy as we see on Selling Sunset. Oddly enough, a million dollar listing, you really have to hustle. Even now, I do need, do need to still have to hustle. It gives credibility. It gives you publicity. People recognize you. Maybe they trust you a little bit more. I will not necessarily say, say that all my transactions now are purely from Selling Sunset. Actually, the opposite. Because I'm in Miami full time. People assume I still live in LA for whatever reason because of the TV show. Um, but it helps in terms of credibility. It's a great marketing, great publicity, and I'm very lucky. I'm very thankful to be part of it, or at least I was part of it because I left. Yeah, and, you know, in the last question, um, you know, when it comes to, like, what was portrayed on, on the show uh, as far as the life of a realtor and the environment and the drama of the different personalities, what was reality and what was a little bit of a myth? So the transactions are real, but are they happening in real time, real life? Not always. Sometimes we close maybe a deal two months before and we had to refilm it because we didn't film at the time. Uh, also okay. the level of the drama, let's say there is drama. Producers are very smart. You know, if there is any confrontation between us, they're going to have like five scenes around that confrontation. So it looks more dramatic than what it is. <laughs> But it's not scripted. Um, it's not scripted. And you know what? The drama is real. I haven't watched the last two seasons, but I know there is a lot of beef between a couple of the cast members. Uh, they don't yeah. get along. You can see it all also on social media who is following who. Um, so in that sense, you know, it's, it's generally with reality TV, they don't tell you what to say. But again, if mm -hmm. there is any beef between someone or some drama, they will tell me, oh, can you talk about the drama with, I don't know, Chriselle and Christine. So you have to, to be creative in the TV show. And sometimes, you know, we forget that the cameras are there because we're in an office, there are like five cameras and we film for a long time. And it's like, you kind of get used to it. Wow. So I imagine that you had to grow through some of that. Some of it was a little bit of a challenging, but you appear to be so just confident. I think, you know, maybe, and maybe it's coming from another country, right with a certain work ethic determination and i can relate because i'm a first generation also immigrant um because you make it sound almost like it was a hard work i'm sure but you make it sound almost seamless yeah so i try to just stay to myself but you know it's difficult because you want to be involved in the drama scenes you know you want to be involved in the in the tv show in general so if i'm not going to say anything or ask a question that i know producer will probably like then I'm not going to be on the show. So I had to like sometimes yeah. insert myself and make some comments, not because I enjoy it and I love it so much. It's just because I'm on a TV show and I need to show something. Otherwise I'll be completely boring, which I'm already like, I was the boring one with no drama. So, you know, that people instigator, she's a shit stare, she dropped a bum and she leaves, but it's like, okay, then what do you want me to do? Sit like this and just stare at the office. 
you know you have you have to find find the fine line thankfully for me also the edit did me good i mean i wasn't like the villain so that helps to at least gain um some trust and and love from from people who watch the show yeah you know i have to say obviously when i first started watching it and it's a nice sort of a distraction you know my 24 year old daughter and and my husband's daughters you know we're getting to it you are our like most favorite one because you you had it all together you know you didn't get involved in the shit steering as you said and so you you just you were sort of level-headed but you know you got stuff done um stepping outside of a show into real life um you know, the most important, and we talked about that, the most important roles in our lives are being moms, a motherhood. It, it's a journey that has highs and lows. Um, can you share with me, like, how you navigated through personal loss and, and challenges and, and how that also led to some of the healing? Yeah, uh, obviously, we spoke on the phone, and I know you had your, you know, unfortunately, fair show of loss. So for me, everyone, every time... You know, before I lost my son and I, you know, I was a stillbirth. I didn't know the baby. I was, but I was still nine months. I was expecting to have a baby and two weeks before I lost the baby in the womb and I had to deliver, unfortunately, a dead baby. I don't wish it on anyone. Just it's, it's a trauma and it's very sad. And I, I felt that that was the first time that I felt like what, you know, a loss feels like and what grieving feel like, grieving, grieving. So every time I hear about someone who is losing someone that they love and care, like it, it really hits me hard because I know how they feel and probably even on a 10 times more level because they actually know the person. Uh, but it was a trauma. It was uh, right around Selling Sunset season five that came out. And I just, everything was great. You know, it was around Christmas, actually almost two years ago. It was uh, around Christmas time and I love Christmas walking around and all the Christmas lights, everything just looked great to me. I just, I'm like, am I going to enjoy dinner and I'm going to enjoy life in glass of wine? Like, how do you even move on? How do you move forward with life? And it was, it was, it was tough. And I had work and I had my two kids, thank God. And it's a process. I mean, I think about my, my lost child every day. I think that my baby helped me because she's amazing. She's six months old. And that, that really helped me to, to the grief and staying busy with work and reading books and, you know, this, you share something very similar and in common, make me feel that I wasn't alone. And sharing my story to other women also made me feel in a way that I'm helping others and by sharing, knowing that they are, to, to show them that they are not alone. Um, yeah, it sucks, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it really is. It sucks. So every time I, you know, when you told me your story, I just, I, fe I, I felt the sadness for you because know how dark spot it, you know, place it can be, not spot, dark place it can be. Um, and, you know, it's just life, right? You, you have to navigate through it. It's not always perfect. I wish it was. Um, and obviously seeing what's going on in the world now, it's also makes me even more sensitive to things. Before, you know, before I yeah. lost my son, I was like, I hear about someone's trauma. I'm like, oh gosh, I feel bad for them. But I don't, I didn't understand. And now I can understand. Yeah. So that's actually, that's a great way of putting it. And you know, what I really appreciate, um, it's so funny. I feel like we've known each other for a long time is uh, I think you, you do, we share the pain, uh, but it's also what I find a healing is, it's, is, is the 
comfort level with which you talk about death and and because it is what it is that doesn't mean you know that life stops as you can you can what has helped me and then you know he left his sister behind elias would have been 30 years uh today he passed away two years ago um and you know he served in a in the u.s navy and got out uh major PTSD and then getting to uh, substance abuse. And uh, so it's like we, we sort of she's witnessed, you know, when he was declining and and uh, but talking about it and the, 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 it's not a silver lining, but he left us a gift um, and uh, he had a daughter. So I have a beautiful granddaughter and she looks like him. And, you know, and so you, you have to live for them and, and talking about him. And which actually inspired me to start this podcast to really like what you and I were talking about to bring out some, some humanness and some kindness. And I think by opening about being vulnerable and opening about uh, personal stuff um, and not being afraid to be judged, uh, that's, I think that's, that's the starting point and, and to healing. So you are a very courageous woman uh, to just keep going um, and, and being able to express it um that that's really amazing and and your husband must be must be amazing um you know i'm I'm curious how would how would your husband describe you wow uh, i would say probably like impulsive like some a little bit of spice and temper um he would call <laughs> me don't turn your israeli one on or something because that that i can get like i'm very patient and i'm very nice but some stuff can trigger me and I can be very like, yeah. uh, almost like I, I always said, I thought to myself I could be a good attorney because I, 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 <laughs> I know my points. I want to argue them. I want to prove it. Um, honestly, if it was, I mean, look, I'm a public figure also, even now this situation with all uh, what's going on, which we're not going to get into yeah. politics, but I'm still on a TV show, still on Selling Sunset. I mean, I was on a TV show. I'm a public figure. I have to be also careful what I say, what I do. But if I wasn't on that, I would probably go even more crazy on social media. But I'm like, I have to censor <laughs> myself. But so that's how my, my, my husband would describe me. But then he will tell, he will say that I'm also loyal and very kind and very like ambitious and go-getter. Um, and, you know, being vulnerable, right? It's like, I'm very open. Like there is no, I don't sugarcoat yeah. things. It is what it is with me. Yeah. Um, so the, the loss of, of my baby, it wasn't that I posted to people feel sorry for me i wasn't looking you know for pity i just this is what happened to me it happens more than you think when more than you know and hopefully i don't and so many women message me and i share list of resources with therapists and book and grief and all that so and i even help someone to save her baby because she felt less movement and she went to and insist to get delivered so in a way, I helped people, and and that's that is rewarding. I don't I don't expect anything in return. Oh wow, I have chills. This is wow. This is great. I'm getting choked up here. <laughs> this is oh, thank okay. You. You, you, yeah, no, really. Um, and um, you, you did mention books. That's interesting. You were sharing it on social media, and I'm like, oh, I recognize a couple of that, a couple of those because, um you're right it's it's it sort of helps you reset your personal mind and i'm wondering uh i know you i think you set a goal for yourself to read a book per week and you like physical books which are wonderful is there a book that you would say has truly uh transformed like your daily habits 
Yes. Uh, and by the way, for, so the books I posted on my social were like, kind of like mindset inspiring a book, and I'll get to that in a second. But for a grief, if someone going through a loss, there is a book that's called uh, Grief One Day at a Time. Basically, you open mm. a page based on the date. So November 8th will be a page. It's very short, very inspiring, and you just read that book. So sometimes when you're sad and you miss your loved ones, you just read that book and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And you kind of like go on with your day, but it's called one, Grief One Day at a Time for anyone who's going through a loss. Now with the inspiration book, inspiring book for my habit will be the 5am club. Uh, I'm almost done with it. And it's basically get up at 5am. Now, do I get up at 5am? No, I get up at 5.30. So I go to bed early, but 5.30 for me. It's better than getting up at seven because that one hour and a half, I, I accomplish what, you know, it's, I feel so much better and so much more productive in that one hour and a half. I can check my LinkedIn. I can upload a video on YouTube. I can, you know, look at properties for my clients and add those to, to their search and reply to emails. And I already done everything by seven. So I'm a mom. I have three kids. You know, once I get the kids from school, which oh, wow. is, you know, that's why I had to like do the podcast like at some, you know, not, not an hour. I, I cannot do anything, right? So my day, my morning is very limited with, with being productive. So the 5 a.m. club really helped my, my mindset. Mm, By Robin yeah, we'll Sharma. Post those. Yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely post those links. Um, yeah, I do. I, I say thing. I'm an early riser. I do get up at five mostly. But you know what? The house is very quiet. I can hear myself think. Uh, I can actually get lots done. And, and I enjoy it because it's quiet. Uh, so that's a, that is funny. You know, let's talk about your real estate group. Um, so you have a you're with a new you're with a new group. Tell me how you assembled your team yeah. and how are you how are you different? Yeah, so I'm with Compass in Miami. Uh, Compass is a big company; it's all over the U.S. and they have great marketing, great branding. I start getting a lot of leads around 2021, which is, was obviously COVID time. And I, I'm only one person and I have kids, so I cannot be everywhere. So I established my group within Compass. We are uh, five girls, five ladies. I shouldn't say girls because we are older, but five um, women. And I keep my team small, but I just, it allows me to have more time with my kids. And I don't have to necessarily work with every client. I can give some of the clients and, you know, to my associates to handle the showings and so we are very, very involved in the transaction. I'm very involved. Uh, I pay attention to detail. We are pretty much very responsive to our client. They can get us, uh, they can call me at Sunday, 5 p.m., 6 I will always be available. Um, I don't know okay. if it's different than other agents, but I'm just very responsive, and I've seen the difference with some agents in Miami. Uh, they're not yeah. as responsive. Um, and I'm very professional, and I take my business serious. Um, I have great marketing, and I love what I do. You know, this business is, is a lot of ups and downs. It's not always stable. Now it's a little bit slow because the interest rate. So things are changing. Yeah. The market is shifting. And we see it here, you know, the properties are more days on the market. So you have to kind of like adapt and, um, and, and love it. Because if you're not going to like real estate and love what you do, then you can forget about it. If you just watch Selling Sunset and got your license and thought it was easy, now you realize, oh, shoot, it's actually not easy, <laughs> then uh, you have a problem. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 just a, that's just a show. You're right. You have to take the good with the bad, um, and it shows. Your passion and energy definitely shows. Do you specialize only in in Florida market? So I'm licensed in Los Angeles as well, but I don't I don't practice real estate there. I, yes, I have my license. I have the 
whatever I need to set up if I need to write a contract tomorrow, but I'm not there. Um, so the market is changing. I, I'm a firm believer on just focusing on an area. You cannot be all over the place. I had to be a little bit all over the place because I flew between LA and Miami to do selling sunset, but now when I'm in Miami full time, this is my market. So um, I try to be in that market and, and elevate it to more like higher end price point and you really establish the team. And it's 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 the process. It's time because I, I, I lived in Miami six years, but because of selling sunset, I've been literally flying for the last five. So the last year and a half, this is the only time actually I'm solid in Miami and I can focus. Do you think you'll go back on television? Possibly. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do a guest <laughs> appearance. Um, maybe there are, there are talks for maybe guest appearance in Selling Sun. But I don't They haven't filmed, you know, the next seasons yet. I'm not sure what the future for the show is. But not full time, just yeah. because logistically I, I can't. If I could do it, sure. But you know, being in Miami and they're filming in LA, it's a little bit difficult. And um, yeah. and I'm there for the real estate. And I don't know if people notice, but it's a little bit more drama. Than real estate, <laughs> uh, you know. Yes, I, I, it, I, yeah. yes, it is. So, on on a final note, because we can we can chat forever here. What advice would you give to? you know, new realtors, people who, women who are trying to get into the business? So I think you really have to have the passion and you have to know that it takes time. Like I always say, Rome wasn't built in one day. I didn't get into real estate and boom, sold a $10 million house. Maybe you get lucky and that's amazing. But um, it takes time and you have to, to, to keep plugging and, and it's, you, you, have to, you have to hustle. Network, open houses, marketing, branding, Cold calling, maybe. Um, so I will say, if you like it and you feel passionate about it, go for it. But don't expect to make so much money in the beginning because, again, it's it, it can take a year until you actually sell something. Um, so just be patient. Do you feel that getting getting on a social media is is really helpful? It's almost a must for someone who's trying to get themselves established in in this market. I think the good, with, the good thing with social media, it's free. So you can advertise all right. day long there. You can post yourself like walking around and looking at, you know, real, real estate. And maybe you didn't even sell one place, but you can make it look like you sell so much because you're doing like all these like beautiful property tools. <laughs> so I think, I think it's great. I think it's a great thing to have. Um, will necessarily build your whole business around it? I don't think so. I think you have to try different things to get leads, like clients, buyers, or seller. But I think it's a great way uh, because, if, you know, if people look at, at your name, they will Google you and then your social medias will, will be there. So I'm not saying you cannot have a girl's night out and have a glass of wine holding, but don't, don't be too crazy because people <laughs> will judge based on what you post. Also, don't be too yeah. boring. Don't just post real estate because not everybody cares. So you can post a picture of you with you and the dog and then, oh, boom, I'm doing real estate. Kind of like, you know, remind people that you're in the business, but don't be obsessed about it. Yeah, yeah, and be authentic, right? Exactly, That's exactly. Important. Like, it's okay to post yeah. real estate, but just not every post. Like, look, my business page with real estate is the most boring page ever. I have it there <laughs> just to have it, but my personal page... Even on my feed, I don't really post Love real it. estate. I just do like tours, but barely. Like I'm mostly it's about me and the kids and the dog. And unfortunately, ladies, yeah. latest some politics, which I will tell people avoid politics if you if you can. 
hey, you know what? It, uh, you are authentic. You are who you are, and uh, you are a passionate person. So don't stop. Don't stop. Stay the way you are. And Maya, thank you so much uh, once again for being so open, sharing your journey with us uh, and your resilience, dedication. Uh, it's just both in the real estate and in life is truly inspiring. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Denisa. Thank you for having me. And for our listeners and viewers to, who want to know how to connect with Maya Vander for your real estate needs, click on our bio link below. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, Beyond the Bar Podcast. Follow us on social media links to keep up with the conversations. And until next time, stay curious and stay inspired. Thank you.